is of benefit uh, to our congregation and for the glory of God. And so if you have your Bibles this morning, you can uh, turn to Romans chapter 15. Romans chapter 15. We'll look at verses 5 through 7. 5 through, five through 7 in Romans 15. Throughout Paul's letter to the Romans, the apostle clearly lays out the gospel and its implications. And on this day, we are ordaining six men to serve in the office of deacon. And I think this text is important for us as a congregation. Elders teach, deacons serve, and the congregation together gathers, worships, and is sent for the glory of God. And elders and deacons, both needed in the structure of a local church, do more than that, but they do not do less than that. And so as we reflect upon this passage this morning, together, elders and deacons, which God has instituted, should strive for harmony in the body. That there is one voice, and the body of believers is welcoming because of what Christ has done. And so let's read our passage this morning. Romans chapter 15, verses 5 through 7. May the God of endurance and encouragement grant you to live in such harmony with one another in accord with Christ Jesus, that together you may with one voice glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, welcome one another as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. This is the word of the Lord. Let's pray. Father, As we open up your word this morning, may these truths that are found in this passage be deeply rooted in the hearts of your people. May we be reminded that whatever good we have in this body of believers, in our families, or in our own lives, it has come from you. We've been shown grace in the Lord Jesus Christ who emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, He humbled himself to the point of death to die in the place of sinners. And his name, his name is highly exalted. It is above every name. So that whoever believes in the Lord Jesus will be saved from their sin. So Father, this morning as we reflect upon these men that are brought before this congregation to be ordained in the office of deacon, you have set apart these men for this office, for this task. But may you also remind us that if we are in Christ, we are all Christ's servants. And we are called to be we are called to be serving the body. And so Lord, may this time in your word be beneficial for the saints and be used for your glory. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. So Romans Romans 15 Verses 5 to 7, the Apostle Paul is addressing a prayer to to God for the church of Rome. He is praying to God on behalf of this church in Rome. John Calvin says on on this text, The whole object of the Apostle's prayer is to bring the minds of the Romans to true union of spirit and to make them harmonize with each other. He shows at the same time this bond of unity to consist in their being 
of the same mind according to the will of Christ. So in this prayer, we can see three things emphasized. Harmony with one another. Together, you may have one voice and welcoming one another as Christ has welcomed you. Three things that should happen among a people who have been changed by the gospel. And these three could be a summary of all of Paul's 13 letters, right? He's writing to churches for gospel clarity, that there's harmony, unity, being of one voice, and welcoming all believers. And as we think about this passage this morning, the good news of Jesus impacts the harmony or unity that believers have. It impacts the church being one voice and our desire to welcome, to invite, to call people to repentance and to trust in Christ. And as we walk through this passage, the gospel of Jesus Christ is our foundation. I I may repeat that again this morning, but I want to be very clear on what we believe when we say the gospel. The gospel or good news of Jesus is that humanity has sinned against a holy and just God who is the creator of all things. Our sin brought death, destruction, and separation between humanity and God. And God in His grace and mercy sent His beloved Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, to take on human flesh, to live among humanity without sin, so that He would be the perfect and only, only sufficient substitute to pay the penalty for man's sin. And so upon the cross, Jesus died the death that we deserved. He took our sin upon Himself, and our sin deserves death. And God poured out His just wrath against sin upon His Son. So the Lord Jesus died in our place, but He did not stay in the grave. He rose again on the third day, so that whoever would believe upon the Lord Jesus would be redeemed from their sin. In Christ, we are no longer slaves to sin. We are sons and daughters of the King. And so, beloved, the the gospel changes our lives and we are brought together as a body of believers. Here at North Hills, our members, we are covenanted together to care for one another through all avenues of life. And as we see in the scriptures, elders are to teach and deacons are called to meet the need of the local, meet the needs of the local church. Deacons are similar to those on old coal trains that shovel the coal to power the train so that the the train keeps on the mission at hand. Deacons care for the congregation in service and care so that the church does not lose sight of the mission. Charles Spurgeon said this on deacons, the church owes an immeasurable debt of gratitude to those thousands of godly men who study her interests day and night, contribute largely of their substance, care for her poor, 
cheer her ministers, and in times of trouble, as well as prosperity, remain faithfully at their posts. Deprive the church of her deacons, and she would be bereaved of her most valiant sons. Their loss would be the skating of the pillars of, her, of our spiritual house and would cause desolation on every side. And so as we think about Romans chapter 15, verses 5 to 7 this morning, this is what the elders and deacons should strive for together in the local church. That we are unified with one voice and we welcome those into the fold. And it is all rooted and grounded in what God has done for us through Christ. So we're going to spend a little bit of time this morning looking at harmony, unity, being of one voice, and welcoming. And so the first is that of harmony. The first is that of harmony. The church is going to stay as one, focused on the mission at hand. Beloved, we are not going to fight over the color of the carpet or the soap in the bathroom. Our unity, our unity, our agreement is found in the gospel. And gospel ministry is at stake. This harmony is not for our glory, but for the glory of Christ. There is a lost and dying world that is going to hell if they do not trust in Jesus Christ. And so may our elders focus on teaching and prayer. May our deacons serve and help meet the needs of our people. Our deacons are appointed not so that they can uh, now run for political office or something like that. These deacons are going to serve the bride of Christ for the sake of the body dwelling in harmony. And the local body is a blood-bought family by Christ's blood. And our deacons are appointed to help in the care of our family. Harmony or unity in the body is of the utmost importance. Because the scripture goes on to say this is in, this is in accordance with Christ. This is, in, this is in accordance with Christ Jesus. And so beloved, if we've been changed by Christ, living in harmony with one, and o- with one another in accord with Christ, we will live together, enduring, persevering. And we will be encouraged because Christ is our bedrock. He is our foundation. As Ephesians 2.20 says, He is our cornerstone. He's our cornerstone. And so because the body should be one of harmony and unity, what is the result? We will have one voice together. We will have one voice together. We will be of one voice. This is the the second aspect we see in verse 6. We will be of one voice. Think about how loud this room is when our services end. Our voices are not in unison and they just create noise. But voices together, united, create something precious for the ears. When we sing and glorify the Lord in one voice in song, that is pleasant to our ears and pleasing to our King. As the Gettys wrote in How Good It Is, one, one line says, 
So with one voice, we'll sing to the Lord. And with one heart, we'll live out His word to the whole world sees. The Redeemer has come, for He dwells in the presence of His people. Beloved, we are unified when we sing. But here in this passage, it is more than our singing. We are unified in what we believe about the gospel and the need for sinners to repent and trust in Christ to redeem them from sin. But more than that, we are united about other doctrines like baptism and the, and the, Lord's, the Lord's table. The list could go on in what we are united in, what we have harmony in. And when we speak, we speak in unison as of one voice. And so our eight deacons help our local body in the mission of the church. Beloved, we are not called to build up our little kingdoms, but we are called to make disciples. And by making disciples, we will be starting new works. We will be planting churches. Our deacons help serve in this. They help this body, not only by caring for the needs of the body, but they are encouragers for the body and for your elders. There's a love that the elders have for the deacons and the deacons have for the elders that together we are serving Christ's bride, not for our sake, but for his sake. And we do so that with one voice, with one voice, the saints are united and focused on the mission. We want to see people come to the Lord Jesus. And that leads us to our last point for this morning of of welcoming, of welcoming. Because our harmony is in Jesus Christ, we have one voice. We want people to come and taste and see what we have in Christ Jesus. We want to welcome as Christ has welcomed us. Some translations use accepting instead of welcoming in verse 7. Either Welcoming or accepting, the the, the point is the same. The church, the the local church, should want people, should desire for people to trust in Jesus Christ for salvation. Christ has welcomed us into the fold, his flock. In the Gospel of John, chapter 10, verse 11, Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. And so when brothers and sisters come to believe upon the Lord Jesus, we will welcome them as Christ has welcomed us. And as you think about this passage in Romans, there was hostility between Jews and Gentiles. But here we are reminded that believing Jews have been brought into the church. So have Gentiles who have believed. And again, there is unity and harmony in the gospel. If we reflect again upon Acts chapter 6, one of the reasons why deacons were instituted was to care for those who were, who were being overlooked. Widows of Greek-speaking Jews were not being cared for, and deacons were appointed to serve the whole body, to bring harmony, and to unify the body. And elders continue to focus upon the preaching of the Word, and as deacons serve the body, 
In verse 7 of Acts chapter 6, we see that the word of God continued to increase and the number of disciples multiplied. And so what we see is elders and deacons are working side by side in different capacities among Christ's bride with the same goal for people to come to faith in the King. And so as these deacons serve their families, they're also serving Christ's bride, which was blood-bought. And they do so with, with joy and love for their king. And if you think about our fellowship here, I think, I think we have a, a warm fellowship. And we have a lively fellowship at times. A good, warm fellowship. One of the ways I think we can visibly, I think we can visibly see that um, is how, how do our services end? How, how long conversations go uh, after service ends? We are a people who are not in a rush to leave. If we are always uh, ending our services at noon and then everyone's out by 12.05, I think that would cause us to reflect upon how welcoming we are. But we are not a people who, who rush to leave but have a desire for fellowship among our brothers and sisters. We're to continue on welcoming in that manner. And this passage ends. This passage ends for the glory of God. So we have harmony, unity. We're of one voice welcoming for the glory of God. Everything we do, everything we do is for the glory of God. It is all about God. It is the point of verse 6. That with one voice, we glorify God. In verse 7, we welcome one another to the glory of God. And so God has redeemed believers for His glory and for their good. To take the gospel to their neighbors and to the nations. And so elders and deacons are working together in the local church to foster harmony being of one voice and welcoming brothers and sisters so the gospel is spread to the ends of the earth for the glory of God. So beloved, we only get one life and it will soon pass. Only what is done for Christ will last. Let's pray.